This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio, available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or shoot me an email. The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. You can call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, yesterday should have been a big day. The House um, committee called up the tech titans to grill them on their monopolistic practices, their uh, censorship of conservative voices. Actually, that's not why they called them. Uh, the Republicans uh, hammered on that point. But it it should have been a big day, but it's it's too late. It's too late for this election cycle to be saved from these tech titans. They're going to do what they're going to do, and they've only got three more months to worry about any sort of oversight by the uh, U.S. Congress. And uh, you could sort of tell it by watching these uh, three tech titans, uh, Sanjay Pashai, uh, the head of Google, and Jeff Bezos and uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Jeff Bezos, of course, Amazon and Zuckerberg of Facebook. Apparently, Jack Dorsey didn't have time to sit down at his desk and, uh, and do a Skype call. All of these uh, tech titans were testifying remotely. But it uh, it it was a uh, an opportunity to to try to put them on the spot. Unfortunately, uh, there was a mix of uninformed members of the committee, as well as people that were handling the uh, the tech titans with kid gloves, because they get a major portion of their campaign funds from these uh, tech monopolies. They're uh, they're they're basically buying off their right to operate monopolies in this country. You know, the antitrust division of the U.S. Justice Department stopped doing its job about 20 years ago. And uh, they have allowed the rise of uh, monopolies in one industry after another through anti-competitive practices, uh, the most common of which is whenever a competitor rises uh, and looks like they're going to get some traction. These uh, these monopolies run in and buy them out and then put them out of business. But uh, I'm going to 
play a, a, a setup here uh, for this segment. Uh, this is a report from Reuters on uh, on what happened yesterday. Tech titans appeared on Capitol Hill, albeit remotely, to face lawmakers in a much-anticipated hearing on antitrust concerns. Members of both parties at the House Judiciary Subcommittee hearing on Wednesday grilled the four CEOs, Apple's Tim Cook, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, Alphabet's Sundar Pichai, and Amazon's Jeff Bezos on everything from market dominance to data surveillance to military contracts to political censorship. Simply put, they have too much power. This power staves off new forms of competition, creativity, and innovation. The four men, who together represent about $5 trillion of the U.S. economy, faced accusations of abusing their immense power to maintain dominance. So my first question, Mr. Pichai, is why does Google steal content from honest businesses? I disagree with that characterization. Just last week, I met with many small businesses. In fact, today we support 1.4 million small businesses. Zuckerberg tried to convince Congress that Facebook was not as dominant as it was made out to be and still faced competition. In many areas, we're behind our competitors. The most popular messaging service in the U.S. is iMessage. The fastest growing app is TikTok. Bezos touted Amazon's mammoth size as contributing to job creation, but tried to argue it was still a little fish in a big pond. The retail market we participate in is extraordinarily large and competitive. Really? You've got malls across this country going out of business, um, downtowns that have been completely stripped away from jobs, first by Walmart and then by Amazon. And, uh, and this, is, this is centralizing power and control over your ability to, um, to get consumer goods in the hands of just a very few people when they have completed cornering the market. They will uh, they will move on then to uh, to maximizing their profits by jacking up their prices. Right now, it seems like a good deal. Wait till they don't have any competition. Wait till they've completed their utter and complete dominance over your ability to buy things. But uh, that opening you heard there in that report was from the chairman, the uh, the representative from Rhode Island, uh, Chichleon. And uh, and he, you know, he, he went after the monopoly side of the equation. And that's one of the most scary things about these tech titans, especially Google, who has monopoly now on the control of uh, the flow of information. But when the uh, Republicans got their chance, and I'm going to play you here the, uh, the opening from Jim Jordan, they were uh, more concerned about the, the issue that mostly affects the Republicans, and that is, of course, the censorship of conservative voices on these platforms. I'll just cut to the chase. Big tech's out to get conservatives. That's not a suspicion. That's not a hunch. That's a fact. July 20th, 2020, Google removes the home pages of Breitbart and the Daily Caller. Just last night, we learned Google has censored Breitbart so much traffic has declined 99 percent. June 16th, 2020, Google threatens to demonetize and ban the Federalists. April 19th, 2020, Google and YouTube announce a policy censoring the content that conflicts with recommendations of the World Health Organization. Now think about that. The World Health Organization, the organization that lied to us, the organization that shielded for China. And if you contradict something they say... They can say whatever they want. They can lie for China. They can chill for China. You say something against them, you get censored. June 29, 2020, Amazon bans President Trump's account on Twitch. 
After he raises concerns about defunding the police, June 4th, 2020, Amazon bans a book critical of the coronavirus lockdowns written by a conservative commentator. May 27th, 2020, Amazon Smile won't let you give to the Family Research Council and the Alliance Defense Fund, but you can give to Planned Parenthood. Facebook, June 19th, 2020, takes down posts from President Trump's re-election campaign. November 1st, 2018, Facebook silences a pro-life organization's advertisement. May 19th, 2016, Facebook, former Facebook employees admit Facebook routinely suppresses conservative views. I thought the Democrats were concerned about election interference. Uh, well, uh, Jim, you say these are American companies. No, they're not American companies. They may be based in America, but these are uh, globalist multinational companies, and they're pursuing a globalist multinational open borders agenda. If you go uh, to the headquarters of any one of these tech titans and see what goes on inside, Americans are in the minority. These places are staffed by H-1B visa holders who will work for less and uh, do not have any uh, any market uh, ability to question their employers because if if they're not working for that employer, they have to leave the country. But it, it looks for all the world uh, like Delhi or uh, 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 Pakistan. And these whole areas have been transferred into outposts of, uh, of these foreign countries. These people come from uh, cultures that do not have freedom of expression. They think nothing about silencing other people's freedom of expression if it conflicts with their worldview. This morning, uh, when I, when I uh, fired up the computer... I was immediately told that I had to uh, to load an update on Windows. It took an hour and a half. And and at the same time, I was uh, surfing on my phone. I was told I had to update Twitter as well. It's awfully coincidental that at the same time, these tech titans are clamping down on the free flow of information to push out the uh, the left wing uh, agenda that for the first time in months and months I'm having to update these platforms I'm not you know I I don't know for sure I do think it's awfully suspicious that two of the biggest um, controllers of the flow of information all of a sudden have uh, required you to update on the very day after. They, they feel like, I'm sure, they've cleared the hurdle of any government oversight. And on the, uh, the issue of whether or not these are, in fact, American companies, Matt Goetz uh, was uh, pursuing that line at yesterday's hearing. You mentioned earlier in, your discuss- in the discussion about China that your engagement in China was very limited, but yet Google has an AI China center. The Chinese Academy of Sciences has published a paper uh, saying that, that enhanced the targeting capabilities of China's J-20 fighter aircraft. 
you collaborate with Chinese universities that take millions upon millions of dollars from the Chinese military. Matter of fact, one of your Googlers, Fifi Li, while under your employ, was cited in Chinese state media saying, China is like a sleeping giant. When she wakes, she will tremble the world. The former Secretary of Defense, uh, Mr. Shanahan, said that the lines have been blurred in China between commercial and military application. And as Mr. Buck cited, General Dunford says that your company is directly aiding the Chinese military. And Peter Thiel, who actually serves on Mr. Zuckerberg's board at Facebook, book, said that Google's activities with China are treasonous. He accused you of treason. Well, Google is collaborating with the dictatorship, the communist dictatorship in China to develop their in, uh, artificial intelligence programs, which they are employing to put together this uh, so-called social credit score system where they uh, they watch everything you do. They record everything you do. If you step out of line, if you are not compliant with the party uh, agenda, then they downgrade you on their credit on their social credit score. You're not allowed to send your kids to college. You're not allowed to get a job. You're not allowed to travel. This is the George Orwell nightmare come to life. And we've got a so-called American company in the form of Google assisting in that. And they have already begun uh, scoring American companies. If American companies want to participate in the growth of the Chinese economy, which is a bad idea to begin with, then they have to have a certain social credit score. That means that they're not allowed to cross the communist dictatorship in China. And that is uh, why you see companies like the NBA kowtowing. The same time they're condemning and vilifying America, the freest most prosperous or most um, land with the most opportunity in the world, they just hammer away at constantly, but they dare not say anything ever so slightly against the Chinese. Otherwise, they will be shut out. And while we're on the NBA, it has been recently re revealed that they're attempting to develop talent. Uh, and so they've put a, uh, a training camp in China. Well, that training camp, a lot of those uh, attendees are these so-called Uyghurs, <laughs> Uyghurs, pardon me, um, the Muslim minority in China. And, uh, and it's coming out that uh, those Uyghurs are being beaten, physically beaten by the coaches if they don't, uh, if they don't uh, perform well. I'm going to go back to this clip from Matt Gates. So why would an American company with American values so directly aid the Chinese military but have ethical concerns about working alongside the U.S. military on Project Maven? And I, and I understand your point about cybersecurity and those things, but Project Maven was a specific way uh, to ensure that our troops are safe on the battlefield. And if you have no problem making the J-20 Chinese fighter more effective in its targeting, why, why wouldn't you want to make... America as effective. Uh, Congressman, uh, with respect, uh, we are not working with uh, the Chinese military. It's absolutely false. I had a chance to meet with General Dunn. That's a lie he just told there. He, he is not working in Chinese military installations, but he's working at the Chinese research centers that feed this technology to the Chinese military. 
there was a, a lot of just bold-faced lying going on in yesterday's hearing. Jeff Bezos at one point was talking about how they're a great American company and they're, um, you know, they're uh, creating jobs, not destroying jobs. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's been utter devastation on Main Street USA and even in the uh, suburban malls because of the rise of Amazon. And it's all being subsidized, by the way, by the U.S. Postal Service that delivers their uh, their packages at a uh, at a loss. It's quite amazing. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Well, of course, the most pressing problem right now is whether or not we are going to allow these tech titans to to sway this election. I've got a clip. I played it a, par- a partial uh, of this clip yesterday's show, but I want to play it all for you now. This is uh, Dr. Robert Epstein, and he's talking about the ability for Google through its monopoly on search to influence this election. You got to keep in mind that this, uh, this uh, company is headed by a foreign national and, um, and they claim to be an American company, but it is in fact foreign interference in our elections. Uh, sure. It's been, uh, well, I, I got interested in Google in 2012 started looking at them a little more critically, not just as a fun toy. Uh, Started doing some serious experiments in early 2013. Uh, Those were on the power of search results to shift people's opinions and beliefs, attitudes, purchases, and votes without their knowing. And eventually I called that phenomenon SEAM, S-E-M-E, Search Engine Manipulation Effect. And that's just led to more and more and more discoveries about uh, new forms of influence the Internet has made possible, uh, almost all of which are entirely in the hands of two big monopolies, Google and Facebook. Uh, and I, I've had to, you know, I've studied them, I've quantified them, I've put names on them. Um, search suggestions, it turns out, uh, that occur when you start to type a search term, those are incredibly powerful tools of manipulation, and they're being used as tools of manipulation. Uh, just by fiddling with search suggestions, uh, Google has the power to turn a 50-50 split among undecided voters into a 90-10 split, with no one knowing that they have been manipulated. So search suggestions, answer boxes, right now we are studying YouTube uh, the sequence that Google feeds you with its up next algorithm. This is for me extremely exciting, uh, exciting research uh, because it turns out that 70% of the videos that people watch on YouTube all over the world, 70% are suggested 
by Google's secret up next algorithm. So the power that they have in just showing people sequences of videos to shift opinions and votes, it's unbelievable. It is unquantifiable, really. I mean, what they're doing uh, is should not be allowed. They, they say, well, Jim, why don't uh, some deep-pocketed conservatives just start their own company and uh, and challenge these tech titans? Well, they're trying. Uh, you know, there have been some attempts. Gab was a very a legitimate attempt, but uh, they immediately slandered Gab as being, um, you know, a uh, a haven of Nazis and and Klansmen because uh, one of their users uh, committed a mass shooting. Well, if you hold all of the tech companies to that same standard, uh, you know, many of these mass shooters have live streamed their crimes right on Facebook. Why is Facebook exempt from that standard? But even if, you know, some of these deep-pocketed conservatives try, the, the tech oligarchs will, will block them. Uh, they will declare that they're doing, you know, something that uh, is uh, sowing hate or lies, and they will have their internet service providers pull them down. That happened with the uh, the the doctors that were promoting hydroxychloroquine. They had their site pulled down if you try to go to alternative, and they've got you blocked on advertising as well. And if you try to go to alternative forms of payment, a subscription model, then they'll go to the uh, credit card companies and they'll, they will have you blocked so that you can't make any money. It really is, uh, the, the, the biggest threat to freedom that this country has ever faced. It's, it's not, you know, for, uh, in, in Iraq, it's not in Afghanistan, it's not in China even at this point. It's right there in Silicon Valley that is the, the greatest and most profound challenge to American free speech, free enterprise, and freedom that this country has ever faced. And they're absolutely determined that Donald Trump is not going to be reelected. I'm going to play you a clip here. This is from my Google vice president, Kenton Walker. In the aftermath of the 2016 election, he had all of his so-called Googlers uh, assembled in a conference room, and they were all crying and saying, did we do this? What can we do to stop it again? So look, it, it was a shock to, to all of us, the results of the election. This is not the first time we've seen of this rising tide of nationalism, populism, and concern. We're trying to figure out what our, our right next steps are in that, but we recognize that... So he, he speaks of nationalism and populism as a pejorative. Over half of the country thinks a little nationalism and a little populism would be good to, to bring our elected representatives back into line and, and concern themselves with the actual interests of the American people. Globalization and the Internet have been an incredible force for change. They have brought hundreds of millions of people out of extreme poverty around the world. Well, that's true. They have brought hundreds of millions of people out of extreme poverty, and they've done it in China, and they've uh, transformed 
a once backwater sort of developing nation into an economic and military superpower that's determined to use its dictatorship and its suppression of human rights to become uh, the global hegemon. And I got to admit, if they uh, continue on this path, they will achieve that, that goal because this country seems to have lost its mind. Jeff Bezos is rolling out these robots. You know, one of the few jobs that are left with his foreign soul, uh, goods that are sold on his site is distribution and delivery. <clears throat> He's busy converting that as hard as he can into uh, robots. A, lar- a lot of these distribution centers, they have some people working in them, but by and large, they are uh, robots moving the goods around. And now he's uh, he's got a video up on uh, Twitter that shows a, a little uh, four-wheeled robot that delivers their goods directly to your door, so they won't even need the U.S. Postal Service at some point. <laughs> They're rolling it out in Atlanta. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, large parts of that city, you do not want to have that expensive robot rolling around the streets. It won't last a day. I'd like them to send it to my house. I'll reprogram that booger and strap a lawnmower on it. We'll put, put it to some good use. Hey, we've got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Let's talk about media malpractice. After two years of doing in-depth research, the Associated Press changed their industry standard style book to uppercase the terms black and indigenous. But they're going to keep the lowercase white when referring to Caucasians. They said they arrived at this decision because they heard many reasons to capitalize black, including that black people have strong historical and cultural commonalities and differences, of course, but they didn't say why the same logic doesn't apply to whites. To discuss this and all things media malpractice, we're joined now by Ken LaCourt, 
He's a former Fox News executive and founder of LaCourt News, an alternate clear-eyed alternative to the corporate media. That's spelled L-A-C-O-R-T-E news.com. You should bookmark it and check it out every day. Ken, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me again, Jim. Well, every time I think we can't go any further down this Orwellian rabbit hole, to mix metaphors, uh, they proved me wrong. And this, uh, this latest argument from the Associated Press sounds like something out of Babylon B, but it's real. What do you make of it? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely nutty. I mean, I mean, look, they are. They are. We see so many corporations and others just going into the. Hey, look at me! I'm the least racist person or corporation you've ever met. I mean, I'm getting. You know, I get. I get emails from from companies that, that do silly stuff that have nothing to do with this at all. Um, but the AP, this is this is actually one of a troubling one. I mean, I mean, look. First, they 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 announced that they started capitalizing the B on Juneteenth, so it was. Clear Really a nod to, hey, we like black people, and we're going to make you feel better by this, and then we're going to figure out the logic behind it. And and I think the real reason, and they, they kind of alluded to this before, the real reason why they were afraid of capitalizing the W in white is that, that a lot of white supremacists do that. Of course, I guess by their logic, by the AP's logic, these are supremacists on on, on a color now, since, since before they were like, we capitalize things that are about people, we don't capitalize things about this. It is, um, it, it is, it is weird. It is a segregationist language. And when you see it written down, you know, a black boy and a white boy walk down the street to see one capitalized and the other's not. It's just kind of like, what is going on here? And, and, and this will likely become standard in America. I mean, I mean, AP, they appear in, in thousands of publications. They are the primary news gathering and, and, and writing source in America and probably the world. Uh, they, they make the AP style book, which almost everybody else follows and a lot of corporate America will too. So it's, it's just a weird thing. I mean, America's sliding back towards very slowly towards segregation and we are seeing, we are seeing black or, you know, black only graduations. We're seeing black only or POC dorms on college, on, on college campuses. I mean, you know, it's like we look back at the history and saw those whites only drinking fountains and it makes your stomach turn and we're sliding back towards, towards a, world like that which i find which i find bothersome but well i always thought there was a pretty good argument for capitalizing uh black and white when you're referring to uh, a race of people but uh this this decision uh if you if you read it uh and and you look at it 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 most definitely subordinates whites treats them as less than less deserving of actual recognition than blacks uh, and the logic that they that they use to arrive at this is um, uh, it makes your head spin. They say that uh, blacks have strong historical and cultural commonalities and differences. Well, how the hell is that any different? Than, than white people. So if you're Caribbean, you're going to be capitalized just as if you were an African. It, it, look, it, it is it is nonsense. You can make a you can make a good intellectual argument to capitalize words that are referring to to groups of people, or no, they're adjectives. Don't capitalize them. I mean, that's a very that's a very common and, and and again you can make a good intellectual argument you can't there is no intellectual argument for doing one and, and not doing the other they just put mumble jumble words together and what they're saying is we don't want to look like we're white supremacists and we really want to look like we're supporting blacks it's kind they of in, it's kind of in keeping with this theme that uh you know blacks on college campuses and and civic society 
deserve a, a separate space and a, a, you know uh, their own institutions uh, because of their history. But whites uh, dare not do that because, again, as you say, they they subordinate or they uh, associate anything um, exclusively white as white supremacist. But there are just as many uh, black supremacist organizations. Uh, I would dare say they may be almost as great in number because they have not been, uh, you know, prosecuted as effectively. But um, you, you don't need to look far to see. You know, they've got black militias now marching around the streets uh, in uh, in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and uh, up in Kentucky, heavily armed, all dressed alike, and they're specifically a black group. Uh, I just, um, I don't know where all of this ends. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 bizarre that when you when you ask certain questions, I saw, and it was, a, I guess it's okay to make light of some things. I saw a video on on YouTube yesterday, which was one of the funniest things ever. And one, it was two two young guys, and one guy had a woke shirt, and he's like, "I'm a lefty, I'm a woke," and the other guy is, "I'm a racist." <laughs> and they agreed on everything. They talked about how everything needs to be looked through a racial lens, and 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 you know, it was it was hilarious. We need to bring back separate but equal yes <laughs> so it was it was one of the funnier things that i'd seen in a long time um, um and but that's where we're headed really isn't funny on this thing and and the ap has done a disservice to to the country a disservice to themselves they, they went from being a a serious news organization that is that is deals with facts seriously and and now they're just one of the you know one of the woke groups who is switching around language just to make groups happy and well, that's uh that's stupid. As a matter of fact, our so-called paper of record, the New York Times, has a black nationalist on their staff who won a Pulitzer Prize for something called the 1619 Project, which claims that America wasn't founded in 1776. The whole nation was founded in 1619 on the foundation of slavery and that uh, we are uh, apparently irredeemable. Uh, because of that, and they are injecting this now into high school and and even grade school curriculum. Yeah, so this is a this is a particularly insidious one. I mean, basically, the whole notion of what this gal of what this gal put together and what the New York Times spent lots of money putting together, and it's multimedia, it's all sorts of stuff, <clears throat> is that America was founded on racism. That actually we became a country to protect the institution of slavery. I mean, it's it's you know. Real historians looked at that and said, you got to be kidding me. But it was the New York Times. It was very pro-black. It was, uh, you know, she's a gal with bright red hair that pops up, and, and she, was, uh, she was popular. So it wins a Pulitzer Prize, which, which shouldn't surprise us at all, I guess, anymore. And now I think that they said that when I last checked this about a month ago, they said there were about 3,500 classrooms around the country that are, <clears throat> excuse me, that are, that are instituting this, including some full-on. New York's New York City schools, Chicago City schools are, are bringing this as part of their curriculum. So they're going and to teach these young skulls full of mush that their country is uh, morally retarded, that if they are white, they are more specifically morally retarded. Uh, and, and then you will see even more of what we're seeing now with these uh, these uh, indoctrinated leftists, uh, young people out in the streets trying to tear and burn the country down. Yeah, I mean, look, when you're pulling down statues of George Washington or when you're standing at 
you know, in, in, in the Dakotas looking up at, at some of the greatest people who've ever lived and just seeing the worst. Oh, well, but he was a slave owner and this guy was, and this was stolen Indian land. It's, um, yeah, it, it is not a good thing. And, and this is what encourages kids to burn stuff down. I mean, you know, it's, you know, no well, they're applying is, a standard to America that nobody country, can... and that seems to be getting forgotten by, by a young group coming up and they're being taught that way. They're applying a standard to America that no uh, civilization in the history of the world could stand up to. You know, we were, we were the United States and that, uh, that document, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were what allowed all of this advancement uh, in human rights and equality and opportunity to advance. And that's the one they're, they're tearing down. There's not a piece of land on this earth that the people that are standing on it now haven't taken from somebody else. And that applied to the (laughs) Indians as well. And there's not a people in the earth that can't look back in their history and find a time when they were enslaved. Yes. And, 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 you know, you can also look back at any generation and find somebody from the 1800s and find thoughts that we would consider abhorrent, whether it's pro-slavery, anti-black, anti-women, anti-Indian. I mean, it's, you know, that's just the world changes, our, 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 our ethos changes, and it's, it's changing for the worse right now, and, and we definitely need to, to, to push back at that. I mean, look at what America's accomplished. We are 4.5% of the world population. And you look around, and you, you know, just from a just from an invention standpoint, you know, oh, there's a light bulb, there's electricity. I'm talking on a phone. I mean, all of these things came out of out of one country. And, and when feeding you look at, and feeding the world, the agricultural advancement that has allowed you know so many people just to be able to exactly. eat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, America runs the world for good reason, and and you know, and I I think that this is more of a temporary blip than anything else. Just because, uh, despite despite statues coming down, I don't I don't sense the average person kind of turning against the foundational ethics of what we stand for. But young young people have been led down that path, and uh, and and we're seeing the results of that. Well, and if they're allowed to institute this cur- curriculum, uh, and you know, administrators and teachers start to cave to it. And that will just, uh, you know, further that I'm heartened that uh, Senator Tom Cotton, who uh, appeared on Tucker's show last night, is bringing forward a bill to uh, remove federal funding from in, any uh, school that that adopts this curriculum. I got a clip I want to play for you. Sure. Well, Tucker, as you say, the 1619 Project is a radical work of historical revisionism aiming to indoctrinate our kids to hate America, to teach them that America was founded not on the natural equality of all mankind and the freedom that flows from that, as our declaration says, but rather founded on racism. Nothing could be farther from the truth. And the 1619 Project has been debunked by leading historians of the era, like Sean Willits and Gordon Wood and James McPherson. And some of those are liberals, Um, even the lead author recently recently admitted in response to my legislation that the 1619 project is not a work of history it's a work of journalism i, I would say it's a work of activism but yeah, i would say it's a work of fiction so even the 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 leading leftist historian in the nation says that this is historically inaccurate and yet these schools are determined to uh, indoctrinate our kids with this lie you know because they believe and i've heard it said before it's like oh it's the new york times 
I mean, the New York Times has been the leading newspaper of our lifetime, and it, they have printed more good stories and and good journalism than probably anything else. Now they've they've turned to crap recently, and and while I trust them on science and I trust them on a lot of things, they've literally become intellectually dishonest in the way that they approach uh, they approach a number of issues from from race to obviously everything politics to to everything. They 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 twist things and and intentionally leave out important information to make their points and uh and and they have become as activist as 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 any uh, as, as as any political group these days well you know there's a a legal uh term in a trial where uh if a witness lies to you about one thing then a juror is entitled to discount uh everything else he says because he's shown that he has no fidelity in the truth and i think that's where the new york times and the washington post and you know, the network TV shows are now they've lied to us uh, so many times over things that they consider sacrosanct that you don't know where the lie ends and the actual journalism begins. That's 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 100 percent, 100 percent the case. I mean, you know, one of the things that Democrats and in, in, in the left has done better than than, than conservatives has, has looked upstream, looked upstream. You know, we, conservatives are pretty good at fighting on elections and, and winning individual arguments, but. They have completely abdicated the higher education system, for instance. I mean, I mean, you know, that the the fact that they went from from being relatively mixed to hardcore left, you know, that was a that was a that was a long term thing that the left accomplished, and they did it with with a clear purpose, and they've they've done that. Same in journalism. I mean, there's there's no reason why ninety percent of 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 the national journalists have to be on the left and be rooting for for you know Donald Trump to fail or or rooting for their size, and and you know we need to we as conservatives and and I want to tell you if, if you have one minute about a new a new group that I've started where we're just looking at at trying to to rebalance the media and that's by exposing them for because so many people just don't don't understand what you just said that that the Washington Post doesn't lie yeah Trump calls it fake but look everything they print is true um, um, you know we need to continue to expose it we need to protect the victims that they have and we need to over the next 10 years build up both sides or build up the conservative side of that because as they've gone from as, as literally as the press has gone from being a kind of biased referee to being an out and out advocate and and we've seen this almost exclusively throughout the country i would I mean, argue they they've become a propaganda outlet you know what? Yeah, it's like it's one of those words that's like, how do you define that? And so sometimes I use it. I mean, I certainly used it on a recent Washington Post piece that I, I heard you allude to, um, where they just literally got facts that were so twisting. It was like, I would trust I would trust Russia Times more than I would trust you major U.S. newspapers on on issues someday. Imagine imagine that. Hey Ken, you I know? need to run out to a break, but when we come back, I'd like to talk to you about that new uh, that Washington Post col- or. Uh, article that you reference if you can Mm -hmm. stick with us terrific stand by when the weather outside is frightful the hyundai santa fe is hmm, what's the word delightful because it's got available h-track all-wheel drive to make being out together better Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 
between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow. Sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. So we know that the uh, the Washington Post and the New York Times kind of lo- uh, marches in lockstep on many of these issues. The Washington Post is uh, particularly insidious because it is owned by uh, Jeff Bezos of Amazon that is, uh, you know, in a position to have a very uh, detrimental effect on uh, the nation. Uh, but they've got their their mouthpiece as one of the two papers of record, the Washington Post, uh, pushing forward their agenda. Ken, you said that uh, just recently they have published an article that uh, concludes that America is irredeemably racist. What is that all about? <laughs> well, it was it was it was the it was the second punch of a two punch article. Basically, the article said, you know, all this crime that that we've got, and, and it was written by their statistical columnist. I forget the kid's name off the top of my head right now. It was written by uh, you know with with like like a stats column, and it made two points. The primary point that, that it made was was that this this recent increase in crime is due to the surge of people getting new guns and of and of new gun permits. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> Pardon me? I said nobody saw that argument coming. Uh, the the, cri- the like, crime is rampant, hey. so people buy guns because these Democrat uh, governors and mayors are uh, not allowing the police department to uh, to protect them. People run out and get guns, and then they say, well, it's the gun's fault. Yes. So, uh, you know, I mean, just patently stupid from from the get go. But then the other point that he made, both in the top and in the very opening paragraph was, and this is due to racism. And and I was like, okay, how how are we going to do that? I mean, you know, uh, let, let let's see how you figure this out. And 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 they went through and they literally said, well, we studied uh, Google searches of the N word on Google, and we matched that that the search that the states that had the highest percentage of of Google searches that there was a correlation between that and the number of new gun permits that they got. And I thought. You got to be kidding me! And so, first of all, I said, "Okay, well, how how do people search this term a lot?" And it's like, no, uh, the word ukulele is searched three times more on Google than than the N word. <laughs> and then I said, "Okay, well, but you know, Google offers you some other tools when you're looking under the hood, and and you know, it's not like I trust them all the time, but I trust them on this." And I said, "What were they searching?" And it was like, "Well, there was a, a there was a big story about that uh, that Senator Biden, when he was a senator, had said that." word on on the senate floor several times now he didn't say it in a in a bad way he was reading off a transcript where it had it in there and you know he was he wasn't being a racist but he he uttered that word and that was a that was a news story for a while and a second story was a a a race car driver said it when and and they they heard him he you know he was on his uh his you know those those little microphones that they have in the car and they gave him an indefinite suspension so literally the washington post because people in 
some states more than others, search for those two news stories, were able to make a headline to say that, that racism is fueling America buying guns, and oh, incidentally, the buying guns are what's creating this, this surge in crime. It's, it's, it's the exact opposite of reality. And it's like, this is dangerous. It's like if I'm, you know, if I'm a young person or, or whatever, and I, you know, most people don't dig into it the way I would do. And, and it's like, okay, well, we are a racist country. Look, the racists are buying guns and creating more crime. And that leads directly to, you know, places on fire. I mean, and, 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 and courthouses being attacked when you, when you publish incendiary things in the middle of, of kind of ugly racial times like that. It's, it's like throwing gasoline on, on fire and, and the author there and, and Bezos and everybody at the Washington Post should be ashamed. It's just, but this isn't something that they just do once every month. This is something that I can find something almost as bad every, every three or four days. Well, that's what your site's great about. You know, it, uh, it, it comes from a conservative point of view, but it, it is very even handed and, uh, and fair in its coverage. It sort of reminds me of the old days uh, in Atlanta. We had the morning news, the Constitution, and the evening news, the Journal. The the morning news uh, was typically from a, a Democrat point of view, and the the uh, evening news after people got home from work, uh, uh, where it was more of uh, you know a, a Republican point of view. But both of them were um, were well researched and well argued. Uh, but now they've abandoned all of this. You're talking about those gun sales. I did a little bit of looking into that, and it turns out that the big increase in these gun sales are actually coming from uh, Democrat uh, states and cities where the the, the uh, elected officials have kneecapped their police departments, and people are legitimately worried. As a matter of fact, I you saw where things are on fire and things are on police. Crimes. Yeah, I, I saw there in Minneapolis <laughs> where they're talking about abolishing and defunding the police. The, the leftist citizens up there have now actually implemented their own armed patrols to protect their neighborhoods. Well, good for them. Hey, can I make a quick pitch on a new project I'm working on? Absolutely. So, so I'm tired of just bitching about this. I'm tired of just complaining on this. So about well, that's what we ago, do here on this show. Kim. <laughs> about a month ago, I launched something and it's, and it's getting, it's getting a lot more excitement than, than my news site ever did. And it's called the media action network. And basically it is with those three goals that I talked about. We, it, it, the whole concept of this is it's a daily email because it's, you know, that's the only way that some weenie liberal can't, can't censor me from talking to people and people sign up there. And we basically are, are always picking up campaigns that we have that are pushing back at this. And it was the thing like uh, one girl wrote a fine article that people called racist and it just wasn't. And she was, she got fired from her college newspaper and, you know, we, we, on hers, it was we sent her we sent her a hundred a hundred letters telling her to buck up and keep in the fight, and we bought her a dinner. Um, we'll be talking about the Chicago columnist uh, who who got who got bumped out of his uh, time slot yesterday because or out of his his slot because he had the temerity of actually reporting that George Soros is giving is giving money to these these soft on crime DAs around the country and and the union there attacked him of being uh, anti-Semitic, just ridiculous, and slowly building up on every one of these we feature somebody on the right we feature a a a lesser known news news service to do exactly what i'm trying to talk about which is change the change the playing field not just complain about it not just fight back one at a time but but literally see what we can do to start 
start changing in this around. And our numbers are increasing. We're still small. We've got about 20,000 people on this daily email, and uh, we'll, we'll have that up to 50,000 by, by the end of a month. And it's a fun way that people can literally be a keyboard warrior at the at 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 the playing field instead of instead of just just hear this and get frustrated. So Media Action Network, if you're interested in something like that, Media Action Network. How do you, how do you subscribe to this this email? This you go on and there'll be a big big 1950s era looking drawing of a boxer and uh, and the sign ups. You know, I put the sign up right in your face because that's that's the primary reason why I want people to go to that website. What's the URL? It's uh, MediaActionNetwork.com. MediaActionNetwork.com. Well, that sounds like and, a great uh, plan. And, and we have some fun at it. Yeah, sometimes they're frustrating. Sometimes they're, they're, they're nice. And, uh, but there's always kind of a, hey, do this type thing. And, and you know, the, there, are, there are targets of opportunity every single day, you know, trying to, uh, trying to undo some of the censorship and, and slowly start to change this media. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. But back to uh, our our theme of bitching and moaning, um, you know, I've seen several uh, people on the right and conservatives try to um, to mount uh, challenges to the prevailing uh, media and social media environment, and uh, almost without exception, uh, once they uh, get to a, a point where they could start to even you know pose. A, a challenge to the the leftist domination, um, they're knocked off of their internet service provider or they're demonetized. Uh, the they they uh, go 100%. after the credit card companies to yep. uh, you know keep them from being able to uh, conduct transactions. Um, so you're going to have to really think deeply about how you're going to avoid those sort of tactics because. I can tell you, once you get big enough, they'll come after right. you. I've been banned off of Facebook. I had three and a half million followers on Facebook at my news site when they pulled it. I can't even get a meeting with them. Um, but the, look, we're going to have to build up. We, it, the left is a good decade in front of the right when it comes to the tools and technology on, on this. And you look at, at whether it's the activist sites, you look at Share Blue. You know, they've been smart at that. Why? Because it was young liberal kids, mainly in San Francisco, that invented much of this stuff. And 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 us older fuddy-duddies got into it a little bit slower. But you're 100% right. We're going to need to have our own ISPs. We're going to need to have our own, you know, our own financing system and, and back end to be able to accept money that doesn't uh, that, that that doesn't get yanked out at the drop of a hat um, change.org is an online petition site which was which was pretty darn good and and you know they they skew way to the left we actually had to build up a whole petition engine just to try to match that so so and I could go on I could go on for an hour on this but there there will have to be a a, a mere a mere internet backbone to allow people like you and me to be able to say the things we want to do say and, and tell the truth out there without worried about, about getting zapped. And, and, and it happens all the time. I mean, you saw these doctors last week, they were, they've been silenced. You know, I still can't write the, the name of the guy who launched the, the investigation and the impeachment of a president. I still can't publish his name without getting blanket blanked off of sites. That's Voldemort, the, the, the swamps exactly. of Voldemort. You're not allowed to mention his name, and I won't mention it here because uh, some of the sites that I distribute on, they have uh, crawlers that uh, listen for that name, and if they find it, they will memory yep. hole your, uh, your broadcast. 
I got demonetized by Google on that. And I got pulled off of uh, off of YouTube, our videos, and uh, and Facebook as well. And the guys, well, weirdly, that one they were okay with. But, the guy's still working for the federal government. I mean, I mean? the guy is still oh, uh, yes, working yes. for I mean, the federal the government. That, that, you know, he wasn't even in the White House. He was he was at Langley when he wrote this up, and he was an activist who was talking about taking down the president from from the inauguration on, and that he had been bounced from the White House for leaking other calls that 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 there was nothing illegal at all about him. They were just politically, uh, you know, they were going to create a political firestorm. So they, they found but, tapes of him sitting with uh, with uh, Vindman talking about what they're going to do to uh, unseat this administration. And it's amazing. You and I can't mention that. Ken LaCourt. Ken LaCourt is a former executive of Fox News, founder and operator of LaCourt News. It's spelled L-A-C-O-R-T-E, news.com. You should bookmark it and definitely get on this uh, this mailing list for his new project. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get your home all set for the new year so you can set the stage with more style, set the bar more beautifully, and set a more show-stopping table. Let's set some time aside to settle in on a new sofa together because being at home shouldn't mean having to settle for less. And Haverty's Furniture can help you start the new year off right at their holiday savings event so you can create the perfect setting. And right now, everything's on sale store-wide. 